welcome to the podcast for St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. friends and welcome to this week's podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church. We're so glad that you're joining us. Our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ and we believe that uh, through our podcasting we're helping people to understand more about their faith and how they can grow in that relationship with Jesus Christ. And of course when I say we, it can mean no other than my friend, my colleague, the woman with the good shoes. Pastor Stephanie, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? You know, I, I was thinking Sunday, I, I, you need to have like some kind of consistent yeah. tagline introduction right. of me. Of you. Yes, I do. But, but please don't use a, a nickname <laughs> that I heard for a guy in high school basketball. Oh, no. What was they that? They called him the Amazing Blazing Fat Man. <laughs> so please, please don't ever call me that. I, if, if you do, I'm sure it's all in good fun. Right, but. exactly. You're so funny. Well, you know, I could, I could though, call you the... The guy with the good socks. You know, because and, you always and literally, have good socks. that's what I was thinking Sunday because I had my good yeah. Cincinnati red right. socks. Not red socks, but reds. Red. Socks. socks, right? Exactly. So, uh, yeah, and <laughs> and as always, when we're having a good time doing this, our studio engineer Jeff Smith. Jeff, you doing well today? I'm doing great today. Enjoying <laughs> the weather. It's yeah. Fabulous out right now. I almost thought about taking a walk for lunch. I know it's beautiful. October is the favorite month of the twelve on my calendar. Yes. One because the weather is just outstanding. Right. Two, it is. Uh, baseball playoffs start right. on the day we're recording this. So, yep. um, oh. you know, the playoffs start. Football's in full swing. And uh, last night, uh, the Thunder had their first exhibition game. Yes. So it's yes. like sports are in full swing. Right. But um, fishing is great <laughs> in, in October. You're not wrong yes. there. Because fish are, uh, they're trying to eat to get fat through the winter. And uh -huh. so when you go fishing, you tend to catch fish. And there's just some other well, things in October. Well, and there's a few other things, few which other I things. thought you would mention. <laughs> I was trying to be humble. <laughs> <laughs> this is the month that the great blazing phrasing. <laughs> your pastor. friend, your colleague, the man with, with the, the good, good socks. socks. <laughs> right. It's when he graced the world with his presences in October. October, I so know, yeah. The end of this month, mm -hmm. it's like uh, just these are my last few podcasts this side of uh, well, in the fifties. That's right. You know, the, yeah. So, wow, How exciting is weird. that? It's oh. weird, is what it is. It's very, very cool. <laughs> so anyhow, we have now uh, managed to bore people for almost three <laughs> minutes. Uh, let, <laughs> let's get to it. Uh, today is the last part of our series on uh, covenant. That when we think of covenant. It's not a common word that we use in everyday language. Now, we have neighborhood covenants usually. Right. That, you know, you can't put up these kind of Christmas decorations <laughs> or, you know, you can't uh, uh, have yes. this display or that display. Uh, but covenant really is a serious matter, a holy matter, mm -hmm. that primarily when we use it, we're talking about how God relates to people. Right. And we've, we've been through a number of uh, different covenants. Why don't you talk mm -hmm. about some of those? And Absolutely. This has just been such a great series, and it's been really fun to hear people talk about the difference it's made in their lives, because you've really hit the highlights of some of the main main people in scripture, but 
revolving around the covenant that God made with them or with the people that they are representing. And so really the first one we looked at was Abram, who later became Abraham. And I love how you brought up that the covenant that God made with Abram was unconditional, that he was going to do these things. Right. even when Abraham failed on his part, God said, no, I, w- I will be the one. Yeah, to, you're the one I'm using this. to bring my blessing mm-hmm. and to redeem creation. Yeah, exactly. And then you moved on to Moses, which also I loved the fact that you brought up with this covenant that it is conditional that God said, if you want to experience right. these blessings, then you need to do these things. But, you know, the, this whole idea of covenant being the way that God relates to us, I think is just... Really amazing, but tell us more about the next one. Well, of course, David, uh, a man after God's own heart, and we really looked and spent a lot of time on that, saying that's really what God wants from us. Right. God's wanting to redeem our lives, but God wants our hearts to be yeah. uh, geared toward Him and a pursuit of Him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if we're pursuing God with all of our hearts, then it, that obviously spills over into how we relate to each right. other. And so the promise was given to David that you're always going to have an heir mm-hmm. sitting on the throne. And of course, David probably thought, wow, yeah, you know, my son, my grandson, great-grandson, it's it's all going to be good. But really, that was more of a promise for uh, the coming of the Messiah, that Jesus would be born out of the line of David, Mm -hmm. who was born out of the line of Abraham, uh, because God's going to redeem the people. Mm -hmm. And then we looked at... uh, how when the people were in exile because of their disobedience, you right. know, if you don't do this, this is what happens. And uh, they were warned plenty of times by the prophets. Yeah. And so people start crying out to God. And that's when Jeremiah says, okay, so I'm not telling you this is a covenant that God is making. Right. I'm telling you this is a covenant God is going to make mm-hmm. in the future. Uh, and he just called it a new covenant. Mm-hmm. And once again, it was unconditional where God says, I will. God did not say I will live. And so mm-hmm. that brings us now to the the final covenant we want to look at in this series. And we just call it the covenant with Jesus, but it really is the fulfillment of what Jeremiah prophesied. Right. It is a new covenant. The night that Jesus is betrayed, the day before he is crucified, mm-hmm. re- really just hours before he's crucified, mm-hmm. uh, he takes a cup in the Passover meal and he says, this is the cup of the new yeah. covenant. And so he establishes that. And so uh, when we think of how God relates to people, it's like, okay, God has done everything now mm-hmm. bringing in this new covenant. Mm-hmm. The only thing is his kingdom is not fully complete. Right. And so we're still awaiting that. And in that sense, the covenant actually, uh, when, we, when we come to and celebrate the Lord's Supper, mm-hmm. that's what we're remembering is mm-hmm. we remember what Christ has done for mm-hmm. us. And we remember that Christ is coming back. So whenever we have Holy Communion, uh, it ought to remind us that mm-hmm. we have this relationship with God. Uh huh. And don't you love it that that Jesus chose to use this Passover meal, but a, but a time when we actually take in the bread and the juice? Because in all of these other covenants, you know, it's more about. Um, what God is doing, like with with Abraham, we saw him as, um, as outlined by God to take the animals and cut them in half and right. you know, walk through the animals, and then you know with Moses we see the Ten Commandments written on the tablet right, of stone, right. and then with David, you know it's really more of the, this is what God is saying to you, I I will do this, and right. and then with Jeremiah I will do this, but then with with this intimate act that Jesus is doing at the table, at something that is 
commemorative because Passover is a special time of celebration and remembrance of what God did for the Israelites, bringing them out of bondage. But it's also something that we do every day. Yeah. So it's, it's something that we have to do in order to live. And that's the thing that I love about how Jesus chose to use that to say, remember me every time you do this. And that then it's so symbolic of what happens only, you know, a little while later when the Holy Spirit is brought down upon the people that now God wants to live in us. Right. And that's what we see with the bread in, in the cup. Well, and when we think back to the Mosaic Covenant, when the Lord is telling Moses, the people are to celebrate this Passover mm-hmm. once a year. Yeah. I mean, it's like once a year we're going to remind ourselves yes. that, you know, this is how we're supposed to live. Yeah. And Jesus doesn't say now do this once a year right you know do it every passover right right because because now it's going to be greater than the passover celebration it's do this as often as you may Mm -hmm. Uh, now we methodists we think we tend to do it quite often when we do it (laughs) once a month right but we know that there are plenty of churches that uh, celebrate holy communion Mm -hmm. every sunday in fact i've been in some united methodist churches where uh, they do have it every Sunday. It's just not part of the service. It's like right. they consecrate the elements. Now, if you want to do this after the service, yes. you, you can do that. Yeah. But one of the, you know, here, here's a question I think of when I think of this. So um, w- we do this to remember Jesus. Yeah. So what are some things that you do to just, okay, this helps me remember. Mm. <laughs> oh gosh are you talking about just with communion or in no, anything with, in life with anything in life anything in life oh, i mean goodness. i can't remember what's on the, my schedule <laughs> the rest of the afternoon I until lunch. I, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> um you know i think it's interesting i i always joke with phil that i had a great memory before i had kids like i really did okay <laughs> i could remember everything i didn't have to write things down uh-huh. you know but now i have learned um, I, I have now lo- no longer taken for granted my memory or remembering <laughs> things because it's long gone. So I think when I think about this kind of thing, I mean, I think about special occasions, like what do I do to remember or commemorate my anniversary or a birthday right. or something like right. that? And those are all special. But when I think about this particular question, it makes me think about the fact that if I really want to remember something, I have to write it down yeah. and come and come back to it. And so to me now, if something is important, it goes on the calendar or right. it goes on something where I've, where I've written it down. And it's that intentionality that I think connects in this because the fact that Jesus said, do this as often as you do it in remembrance of me, remember what I did, that when it's really important, we will remember it yeah. and we'll do what it takes to remember okay, it. Okay. So here, here's what I love about how you answered this uh-huh. in, in your words <laughs> is, you know, got to write it down. And yeah. in the new covenant, God is saying, I will write this on yes. your heart because it's so important. We're not going to forget this. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, birthdays, anniversaries, yeah. Christmas, yes. you know, those are easy to remember. Yes. Uh, my appointment this afternoon or, <laughs> right. you know, when's the next ball game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better write those things down. Right. Better plan those on the calendar. Yeah. Don't want to say, oh, yeah, I can do this the last week of July. Uh-huh. I'm always on vacation the last <laughs> week of July. Yes. So, you know, that, that's one of the great things about um, Holy Communion. Yeah. And and But having said that, one of the things that I, I think would be important for us to just spend a few minutes on yeah. exploring here is when we talk about Holy Communion, and we know different churches have different practices, and, mm-hmm. and you know, that was addressed in the sermon. Yeah. I don't need to relive that. 
But I, I know that people understand Holy Communion mm-hmm. differently. Uh, you know, that's in, in the Roman Catholic Church, when it's, you know, they put it on the emphasis on this is uh-huh. my body. Yes. That when the priest consecrates the elements of their Eucharist, that really is Jesus' flesh and blood. And you treat yes. that with holiness and respect. Yeah. And on the opposite end are... Uh, people that say, yeah, we just do this to remember. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and and while the remembering is a critical part of it, I'm probably in between those two right. as far as views. I, there's a, a doctrine called real presence mm-hmm. um, that we don't really know how Christ is presence, but this isn't just for memory's sake. This is right. Christ is really present in this moment. And, and I remember back in the good old days, you know what the good old days were for communion? <laughs> yeah. When we could use King's Hawaiian bread yes. and oh, grape juice. Dip it in the Welch's <laughs> grape juice, yes. And uh, you, you kind of get a sense how people connect mm-hmm. with the Lord yeah. during that oh, moment. Oh, definitely. And um, I, I will say that Jeff, I, I, Jeff, I always remember that when you come up, if I would give you bread, because it was always, you know, those who are helping serve come be served at this time, and yep. that's when you were still playing drums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and yeah. when you'd give Jeff the bread, I hope this is not embarrassing. No, absolutely <laughs> not. He, he, he pauses. Yeah. I mean, and, and he would shut his eyes, and you could tell. He knows this uh-huh. is not just, yeah, give me the bread. I got to dunk it. I got to <laughs> go play the drums. <laughs> right. I mean, does that yeah. have mm-hmm. meaning for you? I mean, what 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 is communion meaning for you? Yeah, no. Um, so, like... Uh, what we've been talking about, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah, you do this in remembrance, mm-hmm. but, you know, um, with this new covenant that Jesus has gave out mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. 2,020 mm-hmm. years later, mm-hmm. 2,021 years later, mm-hmm. that he thought of me even then mm-hmm. and has done everything that he has done up to that point mm-hmm. for me. Is just mind blowing, and and you know I I, I don't take that for granted. You know, I yeah. mean, who am I? You know, right? That that <laughs> this guy would come out and do this. Yeah. And and this is why we celebrate Holy Communion the way we do mm-hmm. with what we call open table. We believe mm-hmm. this is available for all people, and and that had to be mind blowing because the Jews seeing themselves as God's chosen people, yeah. the people of the covenant. You know they at least the Pharisees and the religious leaders kind of struggled with the whole idea of, of letting <laughs> Gentiles anywhere yeah. near sacred things. But when we look at those Jewish converts that were following Jesus, they're like, no, this is for everybody. I mean, right. you know, we look at the book of Acts written, we believe by Luke. Luke was a Gentile. Yeah. Um, and yet he traveled with Paul, who was a Pharisee. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, this is now open to all people. And, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, again, while we respect that different churches have different uh, attitudes about that, we look in Scripture and we see that Jesus says, so the one who's going to betray me is about to dip their hand in the cup. You <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, Ju- right. Judas was there, and, right. and Jesus did not exclude him. Uh, and so... There, you know, we would say, yeah, race doesn't make a difference, political mm-hmm. affiliation, church membership, mm-hmm. your economic status, none of those things matter. But I think one thing that gives people uh, a little bit of pause, and, and I want us to comment on this, mm-hmm. is age. Mm-hmm. You know, now yeah. I believe age is not a discriminating factor for who can and right. cannot receive Holy Communion. Yeah. Uh, and so we believe children. Right. Ought to be able to do this. Do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, or? Well, I, I definitely believe that. I know I've been, uh, I've talked to people from other denominations, other beliefs about this, where, 
you know, they they do not think that children should be able to. They don't think that people who are not confirmed in their ordination should be able to take communion. And there's a part of me that very much respects that, even though I disagree with it. I, I respect yeah. it because Absolutely. because to me what they are saying is this is something that we don't take lightly. Uh, yeah, and absolutely. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. But I also love that that in the Methodist Church that it is open to everyone because to me that that almost trumps that other belief. I, I don't know how if I should say it that way, but it just to me is saying like what you just said. Even Judas was welcome at the table. Mm -hmm. That's what hit me hard mm -hmm. uh, this Sunday when you said that. Yes, mm -hmm. I, I respect the other denominations yeah. for keeping that holy within their de denominations. Right. Exactly. But when you said even Judas mm -hmm. yeah. partook and he wasn't excluded, mm -hmm. that's me. Yeah. That's me, well. you know, and I'm not in excluded. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, yeah. And, and I know with children, I, I've had parents say to me sometimes, well, my child really doesn't understand what this is about. And, and you know, again, I respect, I think sure. parents have authority over how they're raising their children Absolutely. in the faith. Um, one of my responses to that is, you know, I, they probably don't understand mm -hmm. everything, but they do understand being left out. Mm -hmm. You know, why does everybody else get to do this and I don't? And right. you know, why, why does my friend's parents let him take communion? They, so they right. understand being left out. And and hopefully that's not an exclusive thing. Hopefully it is something that marks their life and their faith so they understand this right. is serious business. But the other thing is, is you know, children do not understand the love of God the way I do. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean they don't understand it. It yeah. just means they don't understand the depth of it. And, right. of course... The scripture says nobody <laughs> understands the you know height, no. depth, breadth, width of, yeah. of God's love, and so our our understanding may be incomplete. Or you know, I, I love what John Wesley mm. said about Holy Communion because he talked about how you know all people should be allowed to come. It's mm -hmm. an open table because this is a means of experiencing God's grace. Right. And Wesley actually believed that an unconverted person when they took communion, if they encountered the real presence of Christ, that might become a salvific moment for yes. them. That, that might be the moment. It's like, wow, I am experienced God's presence and yes. the saving power of God in a way I've never understood. I want to give myself to this. Yeah. And so that's one of the reasons we don't exclude people. We, right. you know, And <laughs> I know some people are like, well, so you'd let this person come take communion? Yeah, absolutely, because it's not about me. Right. It, it's about Christ. And I can't see in their hearts, but Christ mm -hmm. does. He could see in Judas's heart. He knew right. Judas was going to betray him, yeah. but he did not exclude Judas from mm -hmm. that moment of grace. Yes, so true. So true. So, uh, segue, footnote, commercial, whatever we want to <laughs> call this. So, one of the fun things that happened this past Sunday, if, if you were here on site, I hope you did this. If you <laughs> were not on site, you watched us online, uh, was since, you know, World Communion Sunday was this past Sunday, and it's not one of the major holidays <laughs> of the church. It's not Christmas. It's not Easter. Right. It doesn't even rank with uh, 
Pentecost or Ascension Sunday or, or Trinity Super Bowl Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> All Saints Sunday. Yeah, right. why do we have Super Bowl Sunday and not World Series Sunday? I, <laughs> right, anyhow, I know, I know. Uh, but October is a holy month. That's why we do it. All right. Uh, but, you know, we, we invited people to, okay, bear witness to your faith. If you were posting pictures of your children for National Son's Day or National yeah. Daughter's Day or you were showing your coffee uh, for <laughs> National Coffee Day, we just invited people to take a picture of your communion elements yeah. and, and post that on there. And uh, if you're watching online, just we're going to put a screenshot up there of the altar yeah. cross. And you take a screenshot and you post that and let people know who your Savior is. And it, it was one of those things in the first service, I didn't notice many people doing it. Mm -hmm. In the second service, I didn't notice many people doing it. But in the third service, I was blown away oh, just yeah. watching people. I remember looking at one family. They were sitting in the middle section, and they're all leaning their heads together. <laughs> and mom's got her camera out to take the family that selfie. Is great. And I just, I was like, this is so <laughs> awesome. It was hard to stay focused on, on the oh, sermon because I love it. Uh, just celebrating Holy Communion is, is such a sacred thing. Yeah. And so whenever we do that, because this is about covenant relationship, I feel like when we approach the Lord's table, that there's a couple of things that we should be mindful of. Mm -hmm. And one of those is we should consider our part of the covenant relationship. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I love that part. And I love it that each time we do this, and at St. Andrews we do it a little bit, non-traditionally, but I loved that you used our traditional world communion yeah. Sunday liturgy this past week. That was really special. But I love it that each each time we do this and we gather for communion, we give people the opportunity to confess their sin. We right. do it together as a community of faith, and then we do it individually with God. And, and that's so important for us to remember that because if we're going to remember Jesus as our Savior, we have to remember we were in need of a Savior. Right. I, there's there's a man that I have known for years, and uh, whenever he would go to worship on Communion Sunday, he would think, oh, gosh, I forgot it was Communion Sunday. <laughs> yes. And he would sneak out. He, he never oh, took communion. Yeah. And I think it's because he knew there were parts of his life that did not match up to his side of the promises yeah. he had made God. And I would always tell him, that's why we confess. You know, we, right. we don't come to the Lord's table because we're worthy. Mm -hmm. And we come because we're invited. Mm -hmm. And so when we're invited, it's like if you were invited to, um, I don't know, go to the White House mm -hmm. and, and have a dinner with the, the president and the president's family, mm -hmm. you would not want to go in a manner that was unsuitable. Right, right. <laughs> uh, you, would, you would probably most likely have on your best pair oh, yes. of shoes. You would. We would not be wearing <laughs> slippers to this event. You would be having on some great yeah. shoes. We would not be wearing the toe shoes that people wear right. when they're in the river or something. Right. We, we would come thinking, wow, this is a president. This is important. Yeah. So I, I need to dress appropriately. Mm -hmm. When we come to the Lord's table, the posture of our um, uh, ourselves mm -hmm. and our hearts is one of humility. Right. God, you said you would. Mm -hmm. And I said I would. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, mm -hmm. you know. And, and so we take those um, moments and it's like, okay, yeah, before I do this, I need to confess my sin. Right. And, and sometimes... It, it's like, God, oh, we got all this liturgy we, you know, <laughs> we've got to work through. People are looking at their watch right, or, or whatever. Right. But, here, you know, knowing that we don't want to come in an unworthy manner, is there ever time somebody shouldn't come to the Lord's table? Mm. Well, if I remember scripturally, you, you need to, if there's someone you need to forgive, then you need to forgive them. 
But I don't know that that excludes you from coming to the Lord's table. But I think that's something he asks of us. I, there, there, there is a scripture where it says, if you know somebody has something against you, mm-hmm. then you need to leave your gift at the altar and go mm-hmm. them. But it, it seems like it also says the opposite. And that uh-huh. is, if you have a problem with somebody, uh-huh. then you need to go be reconciled with them. It's like scripture puts the emphasis on both right. things. And I, I th- again, I think that's something you have to weigh yeah. in your heart because you don't want to deny that. Uh, and, you know, I, I can explain my way around it just with words. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm not leaving my gift at the altar. I'm coming to receive <laughs> a gift. <laughs> right, right. You know, that will then help me to forgive that person yeah. or be forgiven. I just, I know uh, sometimes that's a hang-up people have. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, uh, and, and I used to always say this, I, I don't say it anymore, but I would tell people, if you can't come, we just respect that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we're going to invite you. Yeah. But if you can't come because of what's going on in your life, or sometimes it could be a person who goes to a church that says, no, you only take communion in this church. You don't take it anywhere right. else. Uh, we, we respect that. Right. And, and I always try to use that as a reminder that uh, even among followers of Jesus, there's disagreement and sometimes there's brokenness mm-hmm. and heartache. And that's why I don't get bent out of shape when I go to a church and I know that I'm not supposed to right. take communion. I, I respect yeah, their their doctrine and practice, mm-hmm. but so when I come, I'm going to remember my part of the covenant. Mm-hmm. But when I come, <laughs> mm-hmm. I am there to celebrate mm-hmm. God's part of the covenant relationship, and God's right. part is so much bigger and so much greater mm-hmm. than than our part is. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about our sacraments, because while you can't ever fully explain them, it all comes back to what God is doing and what God has done. When you think about the sacrament of holy baptism, you know, I could tell you all the things we've learned in seminary and, you know, the, the answers that we're supposed to give. But but in the end, it comes back to what God does in baptism. It, and, and part of it is a mystery. And the same is true of communion. I mean, he said to remember him every time we did it. And he is present with us. Right. And so I just, I think that the um, the focus on God's part of this interaction is so important for us and to trust in not only what we know of what he does, but also in the mystery of what he does. Yeah, that's a wise word. In in fact, our document that explains our doctrine of Mm -hmm. uh, the Lord's table is called this holy mystery. There's just some things we can't explain, Mm -hmm. but we explain the things we can. Right. And and what I remember is that while I may have been faithful, unfaithful, Mm -hmm. God has never been unfaithful. God has delivered on every promise. We can look all the way back to that covenant with Abraham. And if God said, I'm going to do it, God did it. And so we're always so grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And again, we believe that this is the plan that God sets forth Mm -hmm. to redeem a fallen creation, that we give ourselves to him Mm -hmm. with faith and the full assurance that God's never going to turn us away. Yeah. And to me, I, I just get excited about that. You know, that Jeff, the humility, you know, yeah, I'm Judas. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, sometimes I don't have the faith I want to have. Sometimes probably my actions or my mm. lack of action has betrayed the faith I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and God does not turn me away. No. And Absolutely. that's just good news. Absolutely. Okay. So, so good. That's so right. Well, friends, we're just really glad that you have joined us today as we are wrapping up this series. We're excited. We're starting a new series this Sunday called Walk This Way. Walk This Way. <laughs> 
And if you want to come and hear Pastor D.A. sing that song, <laughs> make sure you oh, You have just it. turned away our entire <laughs> listening audience. <laughs> I don't know. You may be surprised. But we are really excited about starting this sermon series as we look at the ways that we are supposed to walk in faith. And it's going to be fun. This week we're actually having a walk, a church walk at 2 p.m., on Sunday, and everybody who is on site with us on services on Sunday is going to get a special surprise. And no, it's not Pastor De singing like this. <laughs> yeah, <way. laughs> clarifying that, right? That, there, that would be not a surprise. That would be a shock to the system, like jumping in a uh, icy river. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, we're really excited and hope you will join us on site this week at 8.15, 9.30, 9.30, or 10.50. Or as always, if you're a little too far away to come see us in person, then you can join us online at 8.15 or 10.50. But thanks so much for joining us, and we pray that you have a wonderful week. Hey, friends. D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship, but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe it'll work for you. God bless you.